0: Nikki's playing Animal Crossing. Nikki, I love that Nikki. Oak. You should, you and Nikki should play together. <laughs> you have an account? Yeah, dude. She loves it. Dude, she's so
1: le- legit. Wait, Kelly, jo- share your friend code with Nikki. Put it in the chat. Put it yeah. in the Discord chat.
0: Yo, Kelly's so legit at Animal Crossing. She doesn't call it Animal Crossing. She calls it ACNH. <laughs> oh, New
1: Horizons. New Horizons. Yeah, that's funny. Listen, I ain't talking about New Leaf. I ain't talking about the original. (laughs) I'm talking about New Horizons. I'm
0: talking about ACNH.
1: Anyways. Anyways. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Anyways, with that cold open out of the way, let's get started with a little bit of cold hard knowledge on you. This is Avatar The First Viewing. This is the podcast where two first timers, because Nikki's here too, we have a special guest. You may may remember her from episode 14, I'm going to say. Yeah, maybe it's sixteen. When we were all together in person, Kelly, everyone, here you are again.
0: It's Kelly.
1: Without out of the way, sorry, she does. She doesn't have a mic, so she can't really say anything.
0: And it's just me and <laughs> Peter with the listening. mic. Oh. <laughs> uh, Kelly's my girlfriend, and we love Kelly.
1: And we love Kelly. And Kelly we love Belly Mickey.
0: Smelly Kelly. Our two uh, <laughs>
1: resident Animal Crossing experts. But this is the podcast where we have some first timers watching it for the first time alongside some people who have seen all of it and are experts on the show.
0: Yeah, that's actually kind of funny that Nikki and I haven't seen it. And then our counterparts, uh, like Eli, you've seen it. It's like a vice versa situation. Yeah, and and I don't think Kelly's like been a diehard fan, but she's actually very knowledgeable. Have you seen uh, Legend of Korra, Kelly?
1: Since uh, Kelly doesn't have a mic. She reminded me that I've already asked this question (laughs) rudely.
0: Yeah, this is gonna be a blast for you to edit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna be. I'm gonna. uh, It's kind of like the ghost of Kelly (laughs) speaking in this podcast. Say hi, Kelly. (laughs) It was like all that was. It was like Matt. Like got like one quarter of your. Yeah, yeah. This is the season two premiere, everyone. Oh, baby! Thank you for watching season one. And the season one special episode, the movie episode. I'm so glad we got that Yikes. out of the way because it just gets better from here on out. Yep. And I've been saying that forever. But season two, I can't believe we've made this, uh, made it this far. I really wasn't sure when we started this podcast if we would continue it this long. And I'm really happy we did because this is great news for the future. And I'm really excited to you know have a whole other boatload of... Avatar gang load of memories with you all. We're kicking it off with uh, Season 2, Episode 1. Yeah. And we always start it with a little bit of uh, overall impressions and the newbie recap.
0: Are we going to do a theme song? And the theme song, and it goes like this.
1: You know, well, I, it's been a while, and yeah, Peter knows the podcast way better than me. The theme song goes like this.
0: One,
1: two, three. Uh, Episode uh, one. Season two. Episode one. Avatar
0: State. No, Earth. Book to Earth. Okay, that was rough. That was rough, but Oh, man. Yo, I am so glad to be back on the animation. I don't know if it's because the movie was so bad or like season two is just starting off with a banger, but it just was so good. It reminded me of like all the reasons why I already love the show that the movie didn't have, like the the charm, the slapstick, the the beautiful cuts, the character development. People actually having motivation to feel and, like, do things. (laughs) (laughs) So refreshing.
1: It was so so great. It
0: was so great. And, I mean, you know my favorite part of, like, anime and and then this show is when people or when shows go into the different ways powers are used. And this episode was jam-packed with earth-bending creative Mm -hmm. little things. That's what I loved about it. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me give you the uh, newbie recap. Newbie recap time. Yep, yep. So, Angang, What does Aangang do? Angang is leaving the North Pole Water Tribe. The water master person, I think this is important Paku. to say. Paku. Uh,
1: Paku? Yeah, Master Paku.
0: Master Paku, Paku Man gifts uh, Katara with like a necklace filled with the North Pole Water, so I think that'll come of use. Uh, he gifts Ang the water scroll, gifts Sokka nothing. Okay, whatever. And they fly off towards the Earth Kingdom to get trained by King Bumi. If you remember from like episode three, book one, it's like the old geezer king guy. that Aang. King of Omashu. Yeah, King of Omashu. And they do a layover at this one Earth-like little kingdom spot. And the general there tries to force Aang into the Avatar state so that they can go to- And
1: I just got to call out. We finally have a name for what has throughout the whole podcast been called- the Psyduck. Ah. Aang going Psyduck.
0: Yes, I've been calling it the Avatar Psyduck state. mode, <laughs> but it's called <laughs> the Avatar state, which is uh, aka flow state, aka god mode, aka, mm. I don't know. Anyway, so, so this Earth General guy, I forget his name, tries to like trigger Aang into the Avatar state. There's this huge battle sequence where he's actually trying to hurt him to like make him get into the state. He ultimately does and like blows the whole little facility up. And Roku swings by and says, hey, by the way, like Avatar state is, if you die in Avatar state, avatars are done forever. There's no reincarnation. So he just drops mm-hmm. that bomb and leaves. And then they uh, head out towards Boomi. Meanwhile, Azula, Princess Azula. Yes. Z- Zuko's sister is unleashed. She finds Zuko, AKA Zuzu. <laughs> which she calls him, which I love, and lies because she's a little B-word and says, oh, the Fire Lord wants you back, and blah. And uh, Zuko, being a little bit naive, still believes her and almost goes back with her, but then realizes that they're going to be kept prisoner. There's a fight sequence that happens in tandem with the gang fight sequence, which is great. And they flee, and they ultimately... Cut their little top knots off, which is such a yeah. significant thing in Asian culture. So mm-hmm. that's the episode; it's a good one.
1: That yeah, and uh, overall thoughts—you kind of covered already, but I, I also think this is a super, super good episode. Yeah, such a banger to start off season two as well. Like it really sets the stakes too with Roku coming in and being like, all season one, you're like, well, if Aang dies, you know, maybe someone else will pick it up, and you know, they'll they'll still fight the Fire Nation because they got two other avatars to go before it goes back to the Fire Nation as well, Mm. go through Earth and water.
0: Dude, I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah. So they'd have to not only kill Aang, but they'd have to kill the next two avatars before it goes back to the Fire Nation, because Roku's in the Fire Nation.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That's kind of the question on everyone's minds in season one. It's like, okay, well, Aang is able to single-handedly win these massive battles. Why didn't he just do that and go take on the Fire Lord? And so this, I, I think that really just addresses all these things that are in your mind. Yeah, and just simultaneously... Uh, just building up these characters even more, uh, introducing new characters. It's a really good episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think you're right. I think this is, it's really well written and structured for the rest of the season to make a lot of sense and be very gripping. Uh, I think you're right that um, they did a good job addressing the fact that, like, ang it's premature for Aang to just go try and bash the Fire Lord. And we all love a well balanced game we all love good game design you you can't be too op or it's not fun right like ang has a weakness like if he dies like they're effed yep or in, in the avatar state i mean i also thought it was really really good trope to have this earth general guy want to like pressure him into invading prematurely because that is what would happen like yeah his men and his his people are dying like daily like that's very reasonable for him to like act out of fear oh, yeah. and want that. So I, I really did like that.
1: He totally puts the pressure on Aang, who's this kid who doesn't really understand the full ramifications of war. Yeah. Well, I mean, all he's seen, he understands now that his people have been genocided, but he still hasn't seen a lot of it. Yeah, um, he's been in some big battles, but now he it really, it's like the guilt is coming back to him. so Yeah, much.
0: and I like that it's kind of like a, it's kind of a echo callback to season one when he was having fever dreams and guilt trips over how he abandoned uh, his responsibility, right? Yeah. At, to the be, the, be the Avatar. And now, like, he's fully integrated that, but now he's feeling, like, the weight of his power and his potential for destruction. And his that guilt is coming up in his fever dreams. I think there was two or three, the sequence. One of them like... He's basically like an angry Avatar state Aang in his dream, keeps attacking him. There's one where he he snaps out of it right before he basically like kills like a frightened looking Zuko, which I think is a good like little snapshot of like him still thinking about Zuko and thinking of Zuko as somewhat of like a a brother in some sense or a counterpart. I don't think he's fully processed or integrated this guilt in this episode yet, but he's starting to.
1: Okay, I think that also is a a good point point to jump into predictions then. So what do you think is going to happen uh, to Aang and everybody else in the rest of season two?
0: I think in season one, I said he's going to come back and get taught by Boomy because why wouldn't he? But I think it's fishy that Paku, Master Paku said, oh, go get trained by Bumi. Like, I feel like that's like a red herring and like, it'd be too easy if he just went back and then they trained. So I I don't know. I think something's going to happen where Bumi maybe passed away. Ah. I hope not, but, like, something happens to Bumi, and, like, he needs to find someone else, maybe? I don't know. Uh, But it's the Book of Earth, so I think now is when he's going to do, like, uh, water training and Earth training in tandem. Okay. And uh, probably, like, maybe team up with Zuko or, like, bump into Zuko somehow because Zuko... I was iffy towards the end of Season 2, but to me, cutting off his topknot, that's a big deal in Asian culture, like... It's like, you're dead to them and, and they're dead to you kind of thing. It shows his commitment to following his own ideals and manifesting his own vision. So it's not that he's on Avatar's side, he's on Aang's side. Aang is no longer primarily his enemy, is what I'm saying. Okay,
1: so who, like what do you think is in store for him then? For Zuko and Iroh both? Um,
0: what do they do? I, I guess we'll find out, but uh, he's gonna grow up. I don't know how. He's probably gonna do stuff to make his sister upset. Think he's so gonna he's be... gonna
1: like fight his sister. I don't. Like, what's yeah. gonna, and What's what's Azula up to now?
0: Well, Azula, I think he's gonna do a better version of like what Zuko is supposed to do—is like track down Ang. But I do think she's she thunderbends. Let's start there. Yeah. But like yeah, yeah. she thunderbends casually. Like she's not. Per- she hasn't perfected it. She's very commanding, and I think she's more cunning and strategic as evidenced by the lie that she showed Zuko. I don't think she's just gonna be like tailing Aang hoping to catch up. I think she's gonna like set traps. I think she's gonna circumvent him. I think she's gonna try and outwit him. Like, I think that's gonna be very interesting to see. And Zuko I think will probably in his own way try to maybe throw a coup or overthrow the Fire Lord in some way. Ooh, okay. Um, But that might be book three. I don't know. I don't know. Why don't we go to favorite scenes then? If I had to pick one scene, it would be when Iroh sees that she's about to thunderbend at Zuko. He intercepts her arm with like a very traditional martial arts kind of Jackie Chan kind of move and then redirects the yeah. thunder into like a rock wall over there. And I just thought like, that is show not tell, right? Like, yeah, exactly. That shows you like how thunderbending works in less than a second in such an awesome sequence. Exactly. And I think that was my favorite shot of the whole whole episode.
1: And we also have briefly seen Iroh thunderbend before when he redirected, like he didn't create the lightning, yeah. but he redirected lightning once before when he, he was out in the storm. Yeah, uh, But it kind of fucked him up a little bit. It like, got his yeah. hair all funny. But this time, it's like he's able to, against a lightning bender, able to redirect their lightning by touching them.
0: Dude, you're and, so... Yeah, <laughs> What? <laughs> you're so you're so like polite because you didn't correct me when I said thunder cuz thunder is audio. Right, exactly. Or thunder lightning. sound. <laughs> wow, this is like that's the type of stuff that like the comment section would like roast me on, you know, like.
1: Is <laughs>
0: this guy saying No, it's not
1: no, it's not thunder bending cuz <laughs> it's thunder bending is just a sound that lightning <laughs> makes in the clouds. Yeah, lightning bending.
0: I will say thunder bending sounds Thunderbending sounds cooler. It sounds cooler. I don't know. Yeah, it's like yeah. well, it's
1: like uh, in D anD D when I'm talking about the thunderclap, right?
0: Yeah, clap yeah. Your, clap
1: your booty cheeks, thunder, thunderclap. You know that that just sounds <laughs> nice. Lightning, lightning, Ben. It it has intense imagery, but thunder yeah, has yeah, the yeah. power the behind the sound. It, yeah, exactly.
0: That was my favorite, man. Like, anything mm-hmm. come to mind for you?
1: Oh, I know right away because there's a meme, or well, there's two things. I'll hit the not the meme first, but there's a meme, a very famous meme in this episode. Oh, really?
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I've been but, avoiding memes on purpose because you you were upset that one time. Uh, what? <laughs> because I keep like accidentally not keep, but like I saw a couple uh, spoilers oh. because I read memes. So I've been boycotting all Avatar social media.
1: Good. Good. As soon as you see anything yeah, remotely similar to no, that, yep. just go away. Yep. Although I will say that you sent me an avatar TikTok recently, which, but it wasn't really to the show. It was someone just drawing them dancing.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I mean, like there, there's been plenty of times in season one where you're like, you know, well, I mean, I, I know this. That's true. I, I but know, I know, yeah. I mean, I
0: can't, that couldn't be helped because I just saw it when I was a kid, though. You know,
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then again, there have been, you know, I, and I want to do a little bit of introspection on season one here because yeah. there has to be a little bit of, yeah. A, yeah. thank you guys for coming along and all that. I was going to say that for the end, but I do want to say there's been a couple moments during season one where you have just been so spot on for other things that happened in season one. you correctly predicted you're saying oh maybe this and i was like and i had to just be sitting there behind my laptop like yeah maybe maybe, maybe. <laughs> you're and pretty I, and good internally i'm like
0: you're pretty oh, good you did it man you did it you're pretty good at not <laughs> giving it away
1: i i hope so anyways what i was saying before my two favorite things not the meme coming second but okay. number one during inks fight with um the earthbenders they're using those stones that are in the shape of their currency Which is oh yeah yeah you see this a lot like you've seen on in season one on their helmets they have uh, this emblem shaped like the coin right and this coin is from like Chinese history it's I'm I'm sure um, I think I was I was looking up about it I think it's it's definitely been like hundreds of years like this exact design of the circular coin and then the square hole in the middle yep
0: yep they had it Uh, in Korea as well and I'm I'm sure we took it from China yeah
1: anyways they're fighting with those those like gigantic. Pieces of Earth that are shaped that way, and there's this there's this part where like Ang, it's kind of like the uh, scene in Aladdin where he like finds the exact right place to stand where the thing rolls over him, and he's like right on oh, the
0: spot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But
1: it's it's the exact of that. Like Ang kind of like jumps right in between.
0: He's about to get clapped by two pancake discs. Exactly, just right in the space.
1: Yeah, and then it starts rolling, and he's like just kind of struggling. His face. Oh, that's his, a he great has that like distressed shot, Aang yeah. face. But he's like rolling within the uh, – That's just a funny shot, and it's 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 so playful. And, but my favorite part is when they're talking about they're they're going Wait, over. Wait, is that the, the meme one or the other one? This is the second one. Is the meme?
0: This is the meme one. And I'm okay. getting
1: I'm getting there. The, okay, so okay. first of all, I love seeing the past avatars because they've only shown you Roku, and all of a sudden they show you oh. a previous avatar waterbender and a previous avatar oh. airbender.
0: Dude, how did? I, oh my god, I totally forgot yeah. about this. This was so awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This this part, again, like I remember seeing it for the first time. And that's the kind of world building where when I see it, I feel like a kid again. And I'm like, this is such a rich universe. And I can't wait to like, what are they about? I want I want to know more about them. Just on this like five seconds of what you're showing me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the waterbender, he's like basically like surfing on this huge wave. And then the airbender causing like the whole forest around her to just like blow massive winds. But then it follows up and it like right when Roku drops his knowledge bomb, well, first of all, he's explaining to Avatar and he's saying to Avatar Aang when you tap into the Avatar state, you're getting the combined power of all the past Avatars, much like one for all Deku getting the power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, t- they totally stole that idea. Yep. But then it follows up with the meme. The meme is Aang looking down the row of all the past Avatars and their eyes are all glowing. That I've seen that so much whenever it comes up, and it, it's not overdone. It's never been like meme of the week, but it's just been sprinkled in there over the years. And I love that meme where he's looking back at all of his ancestors.
0: Yeah, yeah. You've seen it? I think I must, but it's not the image itself is a framework for a meme, right? Like, like it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have seen it. A lot of times the joke isn't even about Avatar. It's just like- No, the... no, no,
1: it's, it's about, it's, it's not about Avatar. It's about like- Give me an example. Can you think of an example? The, one of them, one of them was like, all my ancestors looking uh, looking back to me and like, I'm a virgin, like that whole stuff. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah like yeah. I
1: can't even I can't even talk to a girl and like all, yeah, the yeah, av- yeah, yeah. all my ancestors that fucked in order for me to live <laughs> and I can't talk to a girl. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like that, that whole thing. I, I think that's also just that shot is so cool. Of it's a cool way of showing his past
0: lives cool and all that. Cool ass shot. Yeah, they're all like uh, wise, formidable, strongly built, not scary but like tough looking warrior people. And then it's like three foot tall Aang like at the end of the exactly. line. you Exactly. Know?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so, some of their designs, especially like Avatar Roku, is obviously super intimidating. But also Avatar Kyoshi is really intimidating because she has yeah, like she's war paint and everything, ass, man. Yeah. and she's you know just two behind. Uh, right behind Roku. So that's kind of like one of the first things you see too. Yeah, yeah. But I think especially coming off of the movie, this is like <sighs> everything we just described. Such a good example of show, don't tell, where the movie would have just, yeah, there wouldn't have been any of this visual language. It would have just been the dragon saying, oh, and by the way, you you're you get all the powers from your ancestors and they're really cool. But I'm not gonna show them to you, but they're trust me, they're really cool, right Just yeah. show me them it was
0: fucking awesome yep. to see these past yep. avatars, dude, I cannot agree more. my thought was that well, this I feel like this is the first episode we really saw a good amount of earth bending, and I just thought earth bending looked so much scarier than the other bending we've seen so far. It looks scary to me because I feel like if you get hit by water or fire, like maybe you'd be okay, like you might get a little burnt or like you might get hit down but like if you get hit by one of those like giant boulders like i I just feel like you would be so injured (laughs) so that's why it looks scarier to me and then i was telling a neighbor that and he said perhaps that means that i'm an airbender if i find earth the scariest oh yeah
1: i want to continue a little bit what you're saying though the way that you're talking about how air is used in defense compared to earth you're totally right that ang he dances around people and he avoids stuff but earthbenders, whenever any danger is coming at them, they just they just put up a wall. Yeah and yeah, block yeah. it with the earth yep. and I think and it just exemplifies the way that they're different from each other, airbenders and earthbenders. So yeah, I think there's some some credence to that, that notion. Credence.
0: Nice. Okay. Nice word. I know. Well, yeah. you hinted at it. You, yeah. you got there. My no, brain. <laughs> Dude, I Dude, th- I think uh thank you for bringing that up, Nikki. I almost totally forgot like how awesome that earthbending sequence was. And I think uh it did give me like a, a new appreciation for like i i just love how the four powers aren't just like oh they're the same just slightly different flavors like they really have their own characteristics and like kind of personality to them like you're saying eli and earth Mm. is like you can feel like the weight and strength of it exactly the general that was like the main like fighter guy in this episode like really showed um like ingenuity like like they were really creative with the way he was earthbending like he knew how to fight against waterbenders and airbenders that was awesome like uh katara threw water at him and he uh threw up sand and just turned it into mud so that it would fall yeah that Mm -hmm. was awesome and then he just made the ground beneath her turn into quicksand and sucked her in how awesome is that that's
1: what that was also the part of the scary part for nikki too was like not only these like massive boulders,
0: but like that's honestly kinda scary yeah. thought of just being like sunken underground. Yeah. And like suffocated. If you're an Earthbender, like why don't you just do that to like your the entire army up there? But I mean, I don't know.
1: <laughs> you it's you gotta get creative, you know, in this case. Yeah guy yeah. Is, yeah. This guy's definitely a pretty talented earthbender.
0: Other than that, I I, I think we should probably talk about how, what Azula's like a little bit more. Like, mm-hmm. um, I really like her attitude. I really like her costume design. Like, she had really cool shoes, I remember. Like, her shoes yes. connect to her, like, jumpsuit.
1: Yeah, she's very, um, she has very angular design. She's very precise, and there's a lot of points on her costume design, a lot of sharp angles, and her face has lots of sharp angles, and that reflects the way that she fights. She uses yeah. these, like, fire daggers instead of uh like just blasting fire like in clouds and sh- when she lightning bends she has like two fingers pointed out very
0: yeah. methodically like yeah. an arrow dude it's so cool she's so cool it's
1: all it's all wrapped in with her design i, I love yeah. her design and i love and her
0: character i like her voice acting it's like just the right amount of nasally that yes. it's like slightly like gets on your nerves but like she's still she's still like kind of likable you know, but she definitely has says things that are, you're like, okay, you're a brat. Shall we do things we disliked? Yep, yep. I really didn't dislike much about this
1: episode. I think this is a banger episode. Like, this is a banger. I can't I can't really hate on much.
0: I thought that Zuko would be a little less naive. Right. And I I was like a little like nani? I was a little like, huh, that like he believed Azula so quickly. Right that the Fire Lord wanted him back and, like, verbally abused Iroh again for, yeah. for like, having second thoughts. I, I, I do I mean, like, think— Iro's
1: really stood up for him recently, yeah. too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Iroh's such a patient guy, but, like, I think he's starting to, like, grow, like, a little bit tired of it, too. You you can kind of see it in his face. Yeah. I I do think like though the the cutting of the top knot does kind of symbolize that like th- that might be the last burn that <laughs> pun burn that he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna like be naive for so I don't know I thought like oh with the new season maybe he's gonna be a little less childish but. Maybe that was the last time.
1: I'm glad you got something because I don't have any anything though,
0: anything. Bad, bad, <laughs> Dude, bad, that's bad, rare, but... man. You usually have like one thing where I'm like, oh, that is yeah. so true. They missed like a writing it's, loophole there. It's.
1: I usually do, but I think it's because I watched this like four or five days ago that I can't yeah. remember the little details as much. Fair enough, fair enough. But do we have a bogus freshman
0: thesis? Yep, yep. I would talk about how pain and anxiety can be great motivators, but it will not ultimately get you to your goal. Or... <laughs> Have and fun editing that, yeah. man. I Fuck. Know. How
1: is that? Tell me how.
0: Basically, I'm trying to say like, I mean, this is me just journaling and therapizing myself. But uh, Avatar State is induced through this. This I'm talking about the scene where Katara is trying to express concern for Aang. Where an Aang kind of sees the Avatar State only as a thing that he gets into... Despite himself, it's this big agonizing self-inflicted pain thing where he can only do it when like someone he cares about dies or something like that. There's something there about like pain and agony can be great motivators and can be processed into assets, but becoming reliant on them will not get you where you need to go. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh woof. I can see this as uh, before we started this podcast Peter told me he was like mm, I was thinking of great with great power comes great responsibility and I see this as sort of a spin, a slight <laughs> that, spin this off is, of that this is, the,
0: uh, this is the hey can I copy your homework yeah but just change it up a little bit so it's not obvious <laughs> and with that you know I just want to thank you all for, uh,
1: um, for, for listening to this episode and I want to thank our sponsor Who's our sponsor? Who's our sponsor? This episode is sponsored by your local massage parlor. <laughs> Zuko and, and Iroh know how to treat their bodies well after traumatic incidents, and you too. And I'm not going to sp- sponsor a specific massage parlor because this is COVID times, and we, we only shout out small businesses on this channel, even though that we don't. But. <laughs> But in this time, I want to just shout out all the local massage parlors around you. Stop buying massages on Amazon. And thank you all for listening to season one and beginning season two. If this is your first, if you for some reason decided to jump into season two, thank you for joining for the first time. And please leave a review. Now that we're on Spotify as well as hey. uh, Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review in either place. All right, you got any words of wisdom, Peter?
0: Words of wisdom. If your sister's a bitch and suddenly she stops being a bitch, she probably wants something from you.